Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Keeping Orange and Blue. I'm Ryan Evan, joined as always by Kevin Ducey. Kevin, back after a week of vacation for the both of us. So how you doing? How you feeling, man? Man, I'm good. I had a great, great experience out in Arizona. Got to see the, the fight in the line eye on the golf course there. I got to see their uh, some of their great round they had on Saturday. A little bit disappointing finish that they uh, lost in the first round of match play, but it's a crapshoot. Uh, so that was that was disappointing. But uh, I would encourage anybody if you get the opportunity, if you ever to go watch go watch a golf uh, golf round. You know, go walk with the team for a couple hours. You get to meet so many cool people. Uh, got to meet a lot of folks that connected with uh, Tommy Cool's family, got to talk to the AD for a little bit. That was real. That was real cool. We're going to get him on the show. Uh, okay. <laughs> nah, yeah, probably not. Uh, we got a chance to talk to uh, Caleb Griffin, the kicker. He's actually roommates with ADDC and uh, Tommy Cool, which is kind of funny. Um, and then, you know, other guys like Robert Rosenthal from the line I board. It's just it's just a lot of fun. And those, those there's things that you can do, especially whenever you go to an away game. Like with football or basketball, you can you can really go meet some people. It's pretty cool, you know. Like we did, we stayed after the Northwestern game and talked to Aaron Henry, talked to a lot of the guys. Uh, but when you go to something smaller like golf, it's really easy to get some great connections. Talk to Mike Small for a brief second. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. How was your, how was your trip to Disney, man? Did you get a chance to hang with the family, have a good time? Oh out there? man! So just briefly, because we got so much to talk about. We got a new sponsor I want to mention. But brief, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I'll mention briefly because I don't think people care, but you care, and I haven't got a chance to tell you. So, um, yeah, I went to we went to Cocoa Beach for a day, which is always fun. The tides were terrible, which kind of, you know, I basically had to save my son's life a couple times, but you know, it is what it is. They kick safe in a butte, but it worked. Uh, the sharks sharks weren't out, I don't think, but the tide was. Uh, but. Then we went to Magic Kingdom for two days. Uh, if I had a known better, because I'm not like a big Disney, I don't know where's great, what's not. I would have went to Hollywood Studios for one of the days. Yeah, you know. But I went to Magic because it was for my three year old and for my teenage daughter, and then um, uh, pretty much have a stepdaughter. So and she's uh, 16. So they had a good old time, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed seeing my. Like I said, I, my son had a blast, and just the fireworks at the end and a pretty fun time. So I'm happy. We had a good old time, got a bunch of sun. Um, but what's funny though, Kevin, I'm not sure what, where you were at in the day it happened, but like, it's like, Hey, we're, I'm worrying about what the kids want to do ride wise. And I'm, my phone's blowing up. Like, Hey, Shannon came back. Hey, is Hawkins coming back tonight? And I'm like, I got to get on the ferry to get back to the hook. You know, and everyone like, come on, we got to go. The boat's taking off. And I'm like, I'm texting People are blowing me up like, what's the deal? Then the next morning, I'm like, okay, I got one more day at Disney, right? You said Ray J's coming. Why? What's wrong with you? I'm just like, hey. And, and at the end of the day, I can tell you this. It was between Ray uh, Baylor and Illinois. And at the end of the day, Illinois staff, or he had already committed on his visit. And as I mentioned to many people before, when the staff says, and I get this directly, from nobody closer to my source, Illinois feels really good. They expect him to come. Tell me, Kevin, why would I report anything different? You know? Yeah, we, we, we got it from people that, that we believe are in the know. Uh, I, I heard he, 
I heard he committed twice. Yeah, it's not even like it's not. We didn't get it from message boards. I'm just letting you know. I didn't get that from a message board. It's I have a text message that says staff feeling good. They expect him to come, but you know anything is possible. And the other the other thing about it is if you look at it on the surface, Illinois made the most sense for Ray J. It's he's an Oswego kid, connections to Tim Anderson. Uh, Illinois had especially when Terrence and Coleman came back. Illinois has a roster that's primed for a point guard to come in and be a key facilitator and really be a key contributor. I mean, Ray J on that team, like we, I mean, this team is going to be so experienced, so veteran, tons of pieces around him. He really could have done amazing things there. And then when Adam Flagler decided to stay in the draft, that was the, that was the, that was it. That was it. The keys to the kingdom were given to him at Baylor, but I don't, I mean, maybe him and Baylor, they're, they're, they might be better than us now. But I, I mean, I don't know what Bridge Jalen Bridges is going to do if he stays. He's talking about going pro somewhere. Um, I'm thinking it just has to do with the fact that I, I, um, I think it comes back to the same thing. I think why he wanted to go to Utah. I think he wants to be the man. I think he wants yeah. to those shots up on the team. And frankly, that's not that when Terrence Shannon comes back. That's Terrence Shannon's role. Terrence Shannon needs to be the lead, lead, lead the team in field goal attempts and. I think everybody on the roster is completely okay with that. And I think Ray J wants to be the man. And frankly, I don't know how good they're going to be. I think it was a bad move on his part. I think Illinois had more money, was closer, and had a better spot for him. And there's the Tim Anderson connection. I think it comes back down to this. I think, frankly, the kid wanted to be the man. And I don't think he ever wanted to play for Illinois. I think there's probably a little bit of harbor resentment that he committed to Boise State out of high school. And Illinois wasn't very interested in him then. He went to Toledo. He transferred to Toledo. Illinois wasn't interested in him then. He's just like, you know what? I don't want to be at Illinois. And he just didn't have the – his parents wanted him in Illinois, from what I understand. He didn't have the stones to step up and say, I don't want to play there. And maybe he doesn't like Brad Underwood. But if you don't like Brad Underwood, why do you commit on your visit? Why do you tell a staff after the Utah fiasco where supposedly he's committing that he's not, that I'm I'm going to go – Back to Illinois. I just think there was a lot of things that were out there. Like he didn't want to play for Illinois and that's okay. Where I have some frustrations is with the staff is that they were, they allowed themselves to be held hostage by a pretty good basketball player. I think Ray J. Dennis is a really good basketball player. I don't, this isn't like Hunter Dickinson, like Hunter, let's say Hunter Dickinson was doing this. You can play those games, right? I mean, that, that was the best player in the transfer portal bar, bar nut. Bar none, couple-time All-American. Whatever you think about the dude, he's a really good basketball player. He's a phenomenal college basketball player. Uh, I I issue with the staff being held hostage by a guy that was the MAC Player of the Year. I I just, I do, and I think that Brad regrets it. I think that's the second time he's been held. They've been held hostage, and it's burnt them. And and guess what? As much as you know, people give Kevin crap about being a home home dog and Homer Homer. I guarantee you, Kevin does not think that they handled it correctly. So no, and I, and I, and I'm I'm curious as to the roster construction right now. Supposedly, there's you know we can get into this that uh we are going to delve into it, Kev. How about we let me let's get this sponsor. Let's do it. Let's let's yeah, no, absolutely. We got people paying the bills, dog. Yeah, <laughs> we got some people paying some a, pay, a guy that I really like, Scott, who reached out, and I, there'll be another room for some more sponsorship down the road as this continues to grow. But I'm super proud to announce, and I'm going to be posting the logo and stuff probably on next week's show, but I'm going to make give them their own tweet tomorrow for anybody that has any more questions. I have all that. But 
the sponsor, his name's Scott Davies. He runs Hometown Hype Apparel, okay? We would like to welcome Hometown Hype Apparel as our newest sponsor here on Keeping It Orange and Blue. Here's the biggest reason. So if anybody has any problems, you know, with lifestyle shirts or, you know, your team apparel for a local school or hometown, the best way to do that to me, you know, it's, it's hard to find sometimes, you know, maybe talk to your local school, but you can get, check that out at hometownhypeapparel.com. Your only subscription-based t-shirt of the month club for your school or hometown. They partner with schools and they donate back for each subscription. So if you visit their site at hometownhypeapparel.com, you get your script subscription started today or reach out to them to see how to add to add your school. So sometimes your school hasn't been added to it yet, but you can get your school added to it or your hometown or, or whatever, anything you want. That's where to go. Again, that's hometownhypeapparel.com. His name is Scott Davies, and you can reach him at 217-278-0120. So I'm going to say that again. Hometownhypeapparel.com, 217-278-0120. So for me, my hometown school, my alumni, MacArthur, isn't on that yet because nobody has uh, selected them yet to start making shirts. You can go on there and click on their menu. Okay, I've looked. Kevin, you can take a look at it here soon if you want. But um, and basically add your school to it, and boom, they'll start making you know getting your colors. Any they'll design it however you want them to. Um, I think it's neat, you know, and because uh, you could be the the guy to get the ball rolling for your city, your your school, whatever. I think it's neat though, and I think in um, uh, this is definitely a big central Illinois thing. So the teams that they have on there now are all local. See, there's like some Gibson city stuff, you know, where Aiden Lawfrey was at. There's some other places like that. So St. Joe unity, Armstrong, Potomac, St. Thomas Moore, you know, Prairie central Monticello. That's really cool, man. That is yeah, really cool. definitely. So check, check them out at hometownhypeapparel.com. Uh, so just a big list of menu. You can go down and see their prices, what different things they're offering. Um, so, Give that a check out. We appreciate him. So it's an honor and uh, appreciate you. So with that said, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have some St. Joe gear here in a minute. I, I'm a Urbana guy, but my little brother and sister went to St. Joe. So I'm, I'm, my family moved out that way. So I'm going to rock some St. Joe gear on the show one of these days. Yeah. So there you go. Boom. That's the perfect place. We'll get a hold of them there. Um, let's briefly talk about the imp impact as much as Illinois failed to grab maybe a difference maker for sure. And we'll get to Jeremiah Williams. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about the big impact of um, Hawkins and Shannon staying, which I think is a big deal because we know with not coming through with Ray J, I think, um, yeah, 100%. I'm going to work on that here uh, once we get this rolling. Um, so – yeah, I mean, it's funny is that we're so 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 frustrated and so upset that we don't get a guy like Ray J. Dennis. But the biggest news is that we get Terrence Shannon Jr. and Hawkins to come back. It was like a couple of years ago. Like the biggest recruiting win was that Kofi came back to school, right? And this is that's the biggest recruiting win is that we get these two guys back. And as much as people like, yeah, the point guard is a position of need. Is that Terrence Shannon Jr. is a returning All Big Ten player? He's one of two. First team All Big Ten players that's coming back to school at the moment. Um, 
with long with Zach Eady. Like there's not a lot of wings that are that are that are all conference guys that are coming back. And so that's a huge benefit to this team. And I think that with, with Coleman Hawkins and what he was told, what he the feedback he received from the NBA combines, I've been really interested and excited to see what his development is and his maturation. And it just man, we have a team that is really old. And his really experienced and started a boatload of games and played a boatload of minutes at the Division One college level of basketball. And so that is exciting, even though we didn't get a key target in the transfer portal. But there's other guys that are out there. Yes. Yes, there is. So as before I mentioned, get into that, and that's the next topic here, um, I think that you can't undersell or understate a – the fact a first-team All-Big Ten guy and Shannon comes back, a guy who's got a chance to be a, at least a second-team All-American, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Shannon has a chance to be a guy who's going to get his name and jersey hung in the rafters, just like Kofi did. Um, and all it t- and if anybody's unsure of the criteria for that, it is first or second-team All-American. So, and I think Shannon has a chance to do that, be at least a second-team All-American. Um, so that's a huge deal. Um, and much as we undersell that, I think, you know, I think him going to the combine and I guarantee you talking to the the people, you know, he was going to be a top 40 or 45 selection probably in the draft, you know, which it's not a bad thing to have that guy coming back either. Um, and we have him know what he needs to work on, maybe what he needs to focus more on probably taking care of the ball when he's driving to the rim is a big one. It's like, yeah, you can get to the rim, but what do you do when you get in two guys converge on you, you know? Yeah. So, and then Coleman Hawkins. I don't, no matter what happens in the, with the point guard situation, Illinois is going to have um, more guys that can take care of the ball that are older. Um, I think DGL, you know, Gibbs Lawhorn may have some time with the ball, but yeah. he's not going to have to be Sky Clark. He's not going to have to be. Um, Jaden Epps, where it's like, here, you do, you handle it. And if you can't, well, then we're screwed. You know, Hawkins, you're going to have to come do it. So the fact that, um, you know, Illinois is going to be adding another veteran guard no matter what. It's So there's going to be some more help in that situation. And another year where I think, you know, you'll see um, Ty Rogers help out if he needs to. And um, But th- from what I'm being told, I'm going to mention, there's guys that can definitely help relieve that situation. So uh, I'm not too worried about it as much as I should be or could be as, as not should be, but could be. Um, but Hawkins, I think, definitely is a guy we're going to see not just playing the four, not just playing the five. I think you're going to be seeing him moving around a lot because, you know, Quincy Guerrero can play four and five. And I think um, – will be utilized better like he did at Syracuse and than he was at Oregon. So well and, and, and Gary he, he shot 35% from three. I think we all believe that Coleman Hawkins can shoot 35% from three. Terrence Shannon can shoot 35% from three. DeVos can shoot 35% from three. Good Goody can shoot 40% from three. And DeMoss DeMoss if used in a different way can shoot 40% from three, obviously. Um and, and I agree with what Scotty said here is a transition offense should be excellent. A lot of guys that, that can get a defensive rebound, turn and push the ball and, and half court offense without a true point guard is a bit of concern. But the thing that this team is going to have 
uh, I saw one of the message boards is like, what's their identity? I think the identity of this this roster that's coming up for Illinois basketball in 2023-24 is uh, a team that is really mature. It's old. It's really physical. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before about the, the weights and the sizes of these guys that are on the – like, we got grown-ass men playing these wing positions. I think that will really help for some rebounding. That will help for defense. Uh uh, but last and not least, it's just, just a ton of depth. We're mature, physical, and depth. And if we're going to have that kind of depth, I would look for Underwood and the team to try and push more and possibly um, put a little bit more pressure on the ball, especially in the half-court defense. We've got a ton of really good defenders. Uh, we did get Jeremiah Williams. And if he is, if he's able to – the concern there is he ruptured his Achilles in October. And he was, he was a lights-out defender. He locked up. Kedrick Davis, uh, who ended up being at Memphis last year when Davis was at uh, SMU. He's one of the nation's leading scorers. I mean, Jeremiah Williams put the clamps on him. He's like us. He's a little bit like a six foot five sincere Harris. Uh, he, he's uh, nice. yeah, he's nasty. He, yeah. Uh, I think he's he might even be a better, uh, you know, facilitator of like getting to the rim and finding open guys. I think yeah. than sincere is. He's definitely an upgrade. We, to the kind of guy Brad Underwood wants, he wants a, an everyday dude. And this guy, when he plays, is a dog. You know, I think people were necessarily worried about his shooting, um, but to me, I don't. I think there's Illinois added more shooting. Like you can't deny they did. Right. They did. I mean, I had a, like I tweeted about Damask, and somebody's like, he only shot thirty five percent, and I said, yeah, that was like all together, but. Wide open threes, he shot fifty percent. Yeah, he was one of the best catch and shoots in the top, like ninety nine percentile of catch and shoot threes, which is going to be more of an opportunity he has to hear at Illinois because he's not going to be the focal point of the offense. He he's not going to be the leading scorer at Illinois. He's going to be able to be a real key contributor and and, and get some good spot up looks. And you know we got to think, hey, Illinois's got old players, but 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 not an old team. Is only one guy with more than one years in the lineup. I don't think that really matters. I think that. You've got guys like Guerriere's playing in his third program. Uh, Damask is, you know, he's. A, I mean, I, I don't think this is going to matter. I think guys are going to step in and feel their roles. There, there will be some continuity issues. I think you'll, you'll maybe see that early on, uh, but I think it's something that can get worked out. And I do think there was some, there was some chemistry issues last year that really plagued the team uh, between Sky Clark. And Jaden Epps and Matt Meyer. I mean, yeah, that, Matt, and that's something we haven't really addressed much, but I, I, we can delve into it briefly here. But um, before that, before we talk, I want to talk about Jeremiah Williams just a little bit longer. But yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I know that Clark and Mayer got into a scuffle. Yep. Um, a big scuffle before he actually left. Yep. Not sure who was hurt the worst. I don't think Clark had many bumps or bruises on him, but I do know that. Probably ego was hurt. The fact he probably got talked down to from a dude who won the national title probably didn't help. Even well, if he did get the better of Mayer, I know Mayer hurt his ankle, which is why people. Yeah, yeah he hurt his foot, and there was some some rumors going around that it might have been season ending, and he was able to tough tough through it and, and play. And we don't know how long it did that could have lingered him the whole rest of the season too. I, I mean, he had some really good games after it, so I don't. Yeah, think but good players can persevere, sure. but. One thing I want to mention too is how many open threes guys did Melendez miss? Did Mayer miss? Did Shannon miss? Did you know? And and, and Demosk is hitting fifty of those. So if you're giving that dude six open threes a game, he's going to hit three of them. So yeah. and that's not to do, that's not the contested ones. He still is going to give you a couple of those. Same with Luke Goody. 
right? Yeah, and Goody's hope. Fingers crossed, we get a healthy Luke Goody. You know, that's another thing I think that people underestimated to a degree is I don't know if he was a, a healthy look goody all year gives you four or five more wins, but I know it gives you Illinois at least one or two, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, right. where it finished in the Big Ten to where could it got a double bye probably. There was a couple big games there with him not playing, and you saw the difference when he was in the game. You know, I think he still – what did he shoot, 38% last year with his – and the time he was in, he gave yeah. get to play. So I mean, I'm just saying, uh, he didn't probably qualify for, you know, to be the best shooter on the team. But the little amount he did play, he showed you he was shooting near forty percent. So, um, yeah. and and Scotty B says no way that garbage goes on in this locker room because of the maturity. I think that's I think that's true. I think there's a level of like Terrence Shannon. I think the leaders of the team, without question, are going to be Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins, and I think they're going to. I think those guys come together and say, "Hey, listen, this this is the way things are gonna go." And you got you got guys like that. You got dogs like Rogers and Harris, and tough dudes like Goody and Damask and Quincy Garrier. I'm really excited about that. Now the question is, in the half court offense, I don't know really what what we're gonna look like for for a point guard. And I, I mean, I would love it if, if Ty Rogers could develop into that, but I have huge concerns about his shooting ability not only from the outside, but more so from the free throw line. And so that that's a concern, especially late in, late, late game situations, is like how we're going to facilitate the offense, how we're going to facilitate down the stretch. And those are problems that reared its head against Illinois a lot last year. I, I hope Jeremiah Williams can be that guy. I, I think he's, I, he, you know, he averaged, you know, close to 10 points a game and five, close to five assists when he was at Temple. Temple is a, is, is, plays in a, a good conference. They play good competition. Um, he's, he's and to me, what I what I not to interrupt to a degree, Kev, because uh, but I watched his clip and film against Houston that year that Houston beat us. Yes, he was key and instrumental in a game. I believe they beat him uh, in a game. And, yeah. yeah, and he had a very good game. And he defensively was shutting them down. And I think he had like eleven, seven, and six or something. And he. That was his freshman year, and he helped them upset Houston, who beat us that year in the second round. Um, who was one of Samson's? Who was Samson's best team? You know they. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, is he? Th- the another thing too is the eligibility issue, Kev. I know, not sure if you addressed that to a degree here a second ago, but um, from what I'm told, there's three. Di- you know, at least two or three different factors that they could use to get him in. Um, it's the injury and being close, you know, closer to home could be a big one to help him get the uh, waiver. And, you know, the mental health one is one that kids now are able to probably use, you know, even if they don't necessarily need it, but I think he could need it because, um, you know, when you are off for a year and you're hurt and you can't play and you just transferred, um, even though Illinois, Ames, Iowa, probably, not too far away from Chicago, but, you know, Champaign's a lot closer. Right. So I think the staff feels confident they're going to get that waiver. Well, um, the fact he didn't he didn't play at Iowa State last year. He transferred but didn't play a game. I mean, I think that's 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 a huge part of the opportunity that's going to present itself for him. So we'll see. So Jeremiah Williams, I like everything about his game, to be honest with you. I don't care he shot 27% from three. Well, uh, I I, I do. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm only saying is that that was his freshman year and he shot 27%. Yeah. 
Like, let's look at where some of the other guys on our team shot last year who've been on playing college basketball for three or four years. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and and that's not even his his bread and butter. Like, I think he could be better. He could probably get up to 30, 33% in a year. You know what I mean? So, um, I also don't think that that's why they would be bringing him in. But, um, so, moving forward, where – Point guard. I have point guard options on here, but I have it really. I'll say guard options. It could be combo guard options, but from what I've been told, and you know, I've texted you about this a week ago. You're asking me like, "Where? What's? What are you? What are you hearing next?" Yeah. And I've mentioned this in a couple to a couple people, and there's little chats and little communities and things on social media I pop into. You know, I mention things, and some people can scoff or whatever, and some people believe me, but. I don't need to jump on. I, I can tell you one thing about me is I care enough to be accurate and I want people to be in the know that I wouldn't just throw a name and just tell you something if I didn't really believe it. So <clears throat> Antonio Reeves from Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Good. ISU, former ISU kid. Yep. Former ISU kid. Um, DeMosk knows him well. They played against each other for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. And very good shooter. He averaged and he can handle the ball. He's not a point guard per se, but definitely a combo guard who can handle the ball and would be a guy who could relieve duties um, and a veteran, veteran presence. Averaged 14 points a game at Kentucky. Has played in high leverage situations. Um, another Tim Anderson guy who he feels, I'm telling you, it's, it's not necessarily saying. I'm not going to lock anything. I'm not saying, um, but I know Tim Anderson, uh, just like he was felt good about Jeremiah Williams this time, even though he's been hurt and had surgery. Tim Anderson's missed on one kid since he's been in Illinois, and that was Ray J. I don't expect that just to be a recurring theme. Um, so as long as Reeves does what he needs to do over the summer, which he has, I think, at least one more class to fulfill, He's got some summer school to do, which he will. Um, Illinois, I I truly want people – Illinois is – he's going to go to Illinois f- from what I'm being told. Um, that, again, is always fluid. Um, but I know that the staff feels really good about it. So, um, not – I would say not the where, oh, they feel really good about it. They expect him to come. But it's more of like – they they know they're in, to, and they he sees what he can do at Illinois and what's available because Ray J didn't come. The uncertainty with Williams, if he might even redshirt Jeremiah. So, but Tim Anderson's feeling really good about uh, Reeves. Um, well, wait, wait, but does, is there a spot? Is there a roster? Yeah. So, yeah. wow, I'm glad you said that. <clears throat> so, yes, there will be a roster spot. Um, I won't. I can't divulge, and I will not divulge why um, this person can't come to Illinois. I was literally told that I can't not mention why he can't. But one of the kids who's a grad transfer, who's a guard, who's not on campus right now, and I'm not saying names. You shot guys should know who's on campus right now. Okay, maybe read between the lines. There's okay. Guerrero's not a guard, so. Um, oh yes, yeah, you're good. There you go. 
who is not on campus right now will not be able to um, get in for whatever reason. I'm not sure the reason, and I can't tell you the reason if I did. But, um, yeah, so that's who who will be. So, basically, a kid that's committed for so many people, if I've confused you at all, who isn't on campus right now will not be coming, and Reeves would take his spot, okay? Yes. There you go. Yeah, and, and that goes back to Scotty's question, right? Scotty said, will, will shooting be our downfall again next year? I don't think so. I don't think it should have been last year. I, I, I really expected um, RJ to shoot better, expected Luke to be healthy. So those two factors contribute there. It's going to be a lot about roster, not roster construction, but what's on the floor. So what Illinois and Brad are going to have to be really cognizant of and conscientious of is – you have to be careful with putting uh, Sincere Harris, Ty Rogers, and Dane Danger all on the floor at the same time. If you have a roster, if you have a, a lineup that has any of – like two of the three of them at a time is, is okay, but if you ever – three of them in the, on the floor at the same time unless it's mop-up minutes, that's where you can't shoot. Yeah, and I can tell you this. Reeves is an upgrade shooting-wise to anyone not named Damask. And might even be better. I mean, the dude was a yeah. six-man year at, at, at Kentucky. I mean, go watch his – I mean, he torches Auburn in the second half last year. Just torches him. He had games where – I mean, he had some huge games at Kentucky last year. He averaged 20 a game at ISU. I mean, he is built to score. And he's got a really quick release. It's a, it's a little bit of a low shot. Uh, his two-point field goal percentage is a little bit to be concerned with, but I mean, the dude can. I mean, he he had a huge game in this season. Um, oh, it was against Vanderbilt in the conference tournament. He dropped no, no, not Vanderbilt, Arkansas, the same Arkansas team that beat us. He tore for thirty-seven points, and I mean, that's impressive. He, and it only took four threes that game. He was and he was, he was 11 11 from the line. Duke can shoot free throws too. That's one of you know one of the things that hurt us last year we didn't shoot free throws very well. Uh Reeves is built to score. The question the thing is is he's not a guard that is he's not a point guard. He's never had a high assist rate. Uh he's not a but he can put the ball in the bucket. And so therefore you could run some things you could run run some things where you could put Reeves in the lineup and you could have a guy like Ty Rogers actually be the facilitator, which would work as long as you're surrounded him with other shooters. Now, the question is, how is Reeves deep? Reeves was – we looked at Reeves last year, and there was huge concerns about his defense at ISU. His defense at Kentucky actually went way up. Um, according to Synergy Stats and some other things, uh, I haven't looked at his D rating when he was at Kentucky, but – it was considerably better. Um, and I, I do think, like, he could come into Illinois and be a six-man. I, I don't think there's a problem there with that. I don't think – but because he's still going to come in and play major minutes. Uh, Antonio Reeves could put the ball in the bucket. He could shoot the three. It's what this team needs. It would be a huge add. You cannot t- walk away from him. The question is, how do you keep everybody happy <laughs> when you've got 11, 12 dudes that can, can play and get on the floor? So, And for anybody – the name people are talking about names in the chat. You know, you might just be on the money, but um, again, I just wanted you guys are, are very smart, and if you care about this enough, and you're watching, and you know the the team, you have a good idea who I'm talking about. So, um, and then Jake says <clears throat> the ideal scenario would be Reeves commits, Williams is healthy from the start, 
Then you go Williams, Reeves, Shannon, Greer, Hawkins. That's a great starting five with a great bench. Um, yeah. Amazing. It's an amazing bench when you yes. get Ty Rogers, Sincere Harris, Luke Gooding, Damask, and, and uh, Dane Danger off the bench. I mean, that's huge. Now, granted, that puts the same three guys on the floor. So I don't know that that would actually be the starting lineup because I think that Brad would do some things. I think you're going to – I think you're going to see Danger starting quite a bit, though. So, and don't forget, don't forget that there's a wild card out there. Dre Gibbs Longhorn mm-hmm. can do like I, I, I think he's kind of that guy that just has like, like you know who I think he could be this year, Kevin. When you looked at Purdue last year, even though he struggled to a degree. That they're white, the white boy, uh, point it's guard, like Smith or Fletcher Lawyer, not Fletcher Lawyer, the point guard, yeah. How think about this, the, dude? Lawhorn's twice the athlete he is, and let's be honest, that dude what had big games for Purdue, had clutch games. He struggled in the end in March, but he's a freshman. But no one thought anything of him coming into the year like he was going to be you know, freshman of the week three or four times was going to help be the catalyst to be their starting point guard for the best team in the Big Ten. Come on. No one saw that. And he's half the athlete Lawhorn is, you know. And and Lawhorn not only can handle the ball, but he can shoot. And he's got in um, the gym range. I mean, go yeah. watch his highlights. He's exciting, man. I really hope they have a midnight madness, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, but, but, yeah, so definitely a wild card. I mean, I wanted to mention, too, I was told, you know, there's been talk of Woodbury and Chris Johnson, who I had talked to Kevin privately about, and it looks like Illinois is not in the good spot with those. So, Reed, uh, Wood, Woodbury from Utah oh, Valley, who is Harmon's uh, teammate, and um, Chris Johnson, the Kansas decommit. Four-star kid. Four-star kid. Who Illinois – Illinois reached out to talk to. They got in the mix. If you look at Zagoria, but to me, what I'm bringing to you and what Kevin, we're trying to give to you, focus on the line. I fans here is it's not who Illinois is just in the mix with because they're in the mix with a lot of, but who are they in the lead with? Who is a guy that I feel pinpointing to you? If I had to tell you today who I think they will get, and that's Antonio Reeves, which is a big deal. So, um, yeah, it's Scotty says DGL scares me with all the moving around high schools and decommitting. <clears throat> I think that that's a fair point, and I think you can because oh, you can feel like that because because Clark did the same thing. Um, I think while there's people have had issues with maybe DGL's personal life with his parents, family, whatever. I think his dad has a good head on his shoulders and wants his son to succeed. And I know they really want to stick it to Purdue because they're from the West Lafayette area. Yeah, think- there's been a couple of questions in the chat. You know, if, 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 you know, everybody comes and we get everybody, can Reeves, can, 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 can we make it work with Reeves? Yeah, probably we'd have to have a guy like, probably have to like Crean a kid, like, you know, call it Crean and Tom Crean, kick a kid off the team or let a kid walk. That, that, that would be possible. And that would be like, you do the math on who you would think that would be. And then there's another guy said, "Hey, listen, Lawhorn will be like Sky if he makes it all year. Will be lucky." I disagree. I think Lawhorn would be more like Pods than Sky. And I'm not saying that he's going to go transfer somewhere else. He's going to be a first round draft pick afterwards. I think it's a matter of uh, playing time. 
I think that the that Dre's gonna want to play and he's gonna get an opportunity. And so maybe Williams coming in redshirt is not a bad deal, is that Dre gets a little bit more time running the point. He's supposedly really wowed in practice. He can come in here. It's all right. <clears throat> and then Scott, yeah, and then Scotty, hey, listen, I miss the kids develop. Absolutely. College basketball is a little weird here. Like we love Terrence Shannon. He's been an Illinois kid for 12 months, you know. Um that's a tough one, right? Uh, is that, you know, like our longest tenured guy is Coleman Hawkins, and he's the guy everybody loves to shit on for some reason. I, I happen to be a big Coleman fan. But, yeah, it's, it's – we don't to be bad. Oh, Maverick, Maverick is frustrating. Yeah, I don't know what he's upset about, though. Maverick Morgan. You're doing my show, bud. What's up? Maverick You're Morgan. doing my show. It's okay. You're okay. We're going to get a little bit longer. Got a little bit longer, man. Don't stop crying because he can't come in because I'm doing the show. Um, but John Eady, so I named him Maverick Morgan. No, I'm just teasing. Yeah, I love Maverick Morgan so much. I named my son that. Um, I just love the name. But uh, now the thing is, too, with Jeremiah Williams, Illinois has Fletch, which is a big deal. So yep. I think that Fletch helped out Sky Clark immensely. Why yep. Sky Clark was not necessarily 100%. He was – good and well enough to play and be a contributor and make an impact. You know, I think if you go back and watch that UCLA game, Illinois doesn't beat them without Sky Clark. Sky Clark Clark hit a big three, had a big and one on Tiger Campbell. You know, I think uh, Sky made an impact and he's now hundred percent healthy at Louisville. But I think Fletch can help Jeremiah, even if it's not for this year, even if he has to red shirt, I think that, um, by that next season, I think you're going to get a guy that's, you know, as good as he can be in a quality impact type of guy, impact type of guy. Uh, yeah, I'm laughing. At, I'm laughing at Jake's comment because I got the I got the I got the Heat Nuggets game taped. But we're leaving here. Oh no! Don't, dude, dude, do not talk about how Jimmy Butler went off in the fourth. Stop. Stop it! it. I don't need to know anything. Like, okay, yeah, don't, don't, don't. Um. Yeah, don't say nothing. Uh, it's going to be a great series, though. Um, now, I think uh, it's going to be fun. Again, Nate Reeves is the name to watch. You may – I've been talking about <laughs> you've been. I've been talking about it. You know, if you see it anywhere else, that's great. But for all the people out there that's wanting to know who's the next. Yeah. Yeah, I think no. I think we got like, are, are you? That's like Luke Goody Jr. What, what like that Maverick, Maverick, Luke Goody looking boy? <laughs> yeah, as a boy, he's the star of the show. Uh, he's my son, believe it or not. My his mama says it's the milkman's, but I don't believe it. It's mine. Uh, he's mine. Uh, so anywho. Now, after anything else you want to talk about hoops wise? Because I got some, a football commit, you know, I think that's coming soon, Kev. Yeah, we need to hear about that because the the Brett put up the radar, and we we haven't got a lock in yet. So what what's yeah both side of things? Yeah, yeah the the Brett signal, the Burt signal, Burt signal, the Burt signal. Um, so yeah, Illinois is looking to continue their trend of commits with JUCO talent, which is okay, which is okay. Yeah, which is okay wise. Um, They just had a couple big football commits and offensive linemen. Um, They had Prince Ford. Yeah, Prince Ford, the defensive back. Yep. But this route 
is going to be all George McDonald. So George McDonald, you know, who I think's done a great job as the wide receiver coach, but he also, you know, is from California. So he's been, you know, working on kids out there and one in particular from San Mateo community college who has offers from not just Illinois, but has one from San Diego state has one from Oregon state um, has some other, um, has one from UConn and it looks like Temple, but getting Oregon State, who everybody says is, is going to be a Pac-12 favorite type. This the team. team on the come, yeah. Yeah, and they just offered him. So the name to look out for, folks, I believe it's probably this week. Hell, it could be tomorrow. Jaden Dixon Veal, okay? Yep. Wide receiver, San Mateo Community College. Um, Illinois offered him last month, about a month ago. Um, he's been, you know, real close with George McDonald, uh, and that's the name to watch for. And not just that, but man, the next week or two, we're going to have some big weekends ahead. And we'll be talking mainly a lot about that because as we'll, we'll still be mentioning Reeves and things like that as this is January. I mean, as June goes on, because he has some classes, he has to finish at least one. So when will he commit, um, and that saga may continue into June for a little bit. Also, he hasn't officially hit the portal yet, Kevin, but right. Right. it's coming. It's coming, people. Um, so Jaden Dixon feels and, – and, Kevin, just briefly as we talk, you know, we can answer a couple more questions as we end this, but does the 24 football recruiting class worry you that it's, like, near the bottom right now? Because it doesn't bother me at all because I know what's coming. No, I think you stack a five and seven season, which is not good, but it was it's better for Illinois historically in the past decade plus, and then an eight and five season, and then I've told people I think that this team is 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 going to push towards double digit wins. Uh, the product on the field will make Illinois a lot sexier. I also believe that one of the things that maybe holds us back from a level of sexiness is our offense. And I think that Barry Lenny Jr. is going to open up the playbook a little bit this year and make us a little bit more sexy. So I think that as the season progresses, time will go on. But I also think that the staff's willingness to jump into the JUCO side of things. And we've built a really strong foundation within the Smith Center, within the program, within the family that – we didn't see a lot of guys go, so we didn't have to come get a lot of guys. We're going to see a lot of guys go out in 2023 just from seniors graduating. And going pro and playing in the league. Pro. Yeah, Seth Coleman. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity there for us to maybe dive into the portal. And when you're, when, when you're, when you're, becoming, when you're putting guys into the NFL, when you're having high-level draft picks, Johnny Newton, which – you know, uh, Devin Witherspoon and, and those guys. And I think that those guys are – I think that – I think the guys who got drafted are going to show well in the league. And I think that it's going to bring some bring some more credence to the program that Illinois will be able to jump into the transfer portal and fill some key needs going forward. So 100%. And, you know, as much as people are like, oh, the Vernon Woodward that they had been. Yeah, they could have went to Wisconsin. Yeah. But you got to remember, look at who Illinois is continuing to add in their defense. I'm going to be honest. If I was other kids and I saw who Illinois had already got, I wouldn't come to Illinois. 
I, I'm just being honest. If unless I was a hometown Central Illinois Illinois kid, when I see their class for this year of 2024, and them adding Demetrius Hill, come on now, right? Tell me where that says you got the room for me. No, you know you're gonna have to work your tail off when you got freshmen all. You got freshmen all Americans. Think about that. You still got, you know, you know Scott, and you got um, uh, <sighs> Tyler Strain. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Matthew you know, Bailey. The defensive backfield is crowded. So that I love the fact that I wanted that kid because he'll knock the dog piss out of you. And Wisconsin got a good one there. But he's up. His opportunity to play is probably a little bit sooner at Wisconsin than when will we ever. Yeah, seen. it's a good problem to have. But that happens when you're putting three guys in the top, you know, five, four rounds of the five. Round, yeah. Of the NFL draft. So. Yeah. Um, that happens when success happens, and I'm expecting another big year. Uh, let's take one or two more questions if we have anything. Yep, Scotty B, I can tell you this. Illinois is going to have some big weekends in June. I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting Carlos Orr, by the way. Awesome. Tennessee, you watch Tennessee. Yep. yep. Tom Brady Jr., Sam Mateo. No, no, no. no. Uh, no. Unless he's a good quarterback, maybe, but uh, – this is a six foot wide out. Um, so anywho, anyway, if you guys have any questions uh, before we end this, uh, we'll do in our final thoughts, Kevin. And uh, we'll, if I see any more questions on here, I'll, we can answer them. But um, after this week, you saw what you saw at the golf. Uh, you talked to all those people, cool people, Kevin, what is your final thought for the week? And after Hawkins, Shannon, Ray J, Jeremiah Williams, what? How can you? How can you put that in one, one little ball and just bring it in? We got to win in March, and for the basketball side of things, like it, it really just comes down to that. Uh, and, I, and I'm with the folks there. I, I know people think I'm the ultimate homer. I think Brad Underwood has as much work cut out in front of him as he's had uh, after his first two years at Illinois with what he's going to do and how he's going to keep people happy and work this roster and find way into us i do believe there's a nice collection of talent how you get that talent to to mesh and be productive and win a couple games in march is going to be be huge for this team uh there but the difference is and you know scotty b talked about it some other guys here is that there's a maturation there's a physicality that this team is going to have um but i also understand this is like we've recruited guys that we crapped on and they were pretty good players. And we've recruited guys that we were really excited about, and they weren't all that good. So just be a little bit patient and not like condemn the season. Let's see how it's going to let it, let it play out. Let, let's see what's going to happen on the floor. And then, you know, and like I said, we can put the basketball talk to bed for a little bit, probably in the next couple of weeks, and we can really start focusing on football, which I think everybody's got a little bit more excitement of football coming off an eight and five season. Uh, but we'll, we'll see, you know, I mean, people were, were people trashed Georgie Vishanashvili when he committed to Illinois, like, who is this dude? He's a nobody. Well, dude's getting paid to play basketball now. And he's a pretty damn good player for Illinois and people same with Alan Griffin, like who the heck is this guy? And he was pretty good. And then people got super, super excited about Sky Clark and that didn't work out. So you can, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen when guys get second chances or they come to a school that they really want to play at like Illinois. I think that's the case with the Damask, maybe, maybe, and, and, and some others possibly. 
but uh, I'm excited about the future of the program. This going back to the first introduction of the question is that Josh Whitman bleeds orange and blue, and he is going to do whatever it takes to make sure that our major revenue teams are relevant. And uh, if that means making tough decisions a year from now, if we're not where we need to be, I think he'll probably do it. I don't want to see that, but I have confidence that Josh Whitman will lead our sports programs in an effective manner. So. 100 percent um josh whitman will always do the right thing for the program he always has and the fact you can all you need to do is look at what he did to john gross okay yep. he loved john gross yep. like if if you privately ask whitman i love you smith too he made the change there yeah yeah he, john gross was like you could see those guys were like brothers they were close and i know it hurt him to let him go but he just knew it was time, man. You can't miss four straight years of tournaments. No. Doesn't matter why you did, you just did. You got to get it done. You're getting paid 1.5 million to be the coach at the time. That's what he was getting paid, which is nothing now, which is funny. But Brad Underwood winning Big Ten titles spells more money, so just it is what it is. Um, so my final thought is, we appreciate you guys. So that's my here's my final thought. We appreciate all the followers, subscribers on YouTube, on Twitter on spotify on apple podcasts we were sponsorship now check out hometownhypeapparel.com 217-278-0120 keep it in orange and blue keeps getting bigger and bigger every week we appreciate you guys um it's a blast you know kev's going out to these things and you know follow kev okay at Illini deuce you know he had some great golf coverage um you know, and the fact that you got to talk to Whitman was neat. By the way, can you share a little bit of that, what you talked to Josh about just briefly? Was it? Yeah, I don't. I mean, one of the things that was funny, I just listened to a podcast, and it was by a Malcolm Gladwell podcast, and he had a guest on, and the guest said, but he thinks the meaning of life is to give praise. And I just told Josh I was really proud of where he was taking the program and happy that he was out there. I don't mean I, I'm not the guy that's going to hold somebody down and, like, really jump into some things. He was just really cordial, really nice. Uh just told him I was really happy and that, you know, hey, listen, we have to understand this is what it is, is that that college sports are entertainment uh, and it's the number my number one source of entertainment in my life. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously it's God, family, kids, work, like all the whole things there. But my entertainment is Illinois sports. And I told him that I've just been really happy that, you know, football is on the track now where we're still relevant. People like I mean, there was times where the Big Ten Network didn't talk about us. Um, and then basketball has been relevant for four years. We're the winning this program in the conference over the past four years. And I'm just very pleased with that. And then like, dude, I really don't care about women's basketball as a whole, to be honest with you, but I care when Illinois is good. I really don't care about women's volleyball as a whole, but I care when Illinois is good. I don't care about tennis as a whole, but I care when Illinois is good. If Illinois is good in any sport, I'm going to follow it. And we are doing, we're, we're making strides in almost all the programs across the board. Got to get softball and baseball, like, they got to fix Back it. up. Got to get it. I mean, and I think Tyra Perry is the right lady for the job. She's been consistent. Yep. I think I, they had a, a down year where the expectation was really high. Yeah. Um, you know, but when you still are above 500, it's still I'm like, oh, wow, that was a bad year for her. Yeah. Um, so that must my final thought is we appreciate you guys and the, the, the football programs doing this. I think basketball is kind of doing this, but I think it's going to go back. And, you know, the golf is just soaring. Everything's good. Women's basketball soaring. I expect them to be – I think they're going to be a top four team in the Big Ten this year. Yes. Um, I think they're going to be a – stayed in the top 25 majority of the season. So, yep. uh, things are looking great. So, uh, again, we appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed, please do. 
Uh, and we'll have another big episode for you guys next week. Um, again, so this is Swami. Swami out. I-L-L. I and I. <laughs>